That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Diagra Moon Losing my opinion I have no idea how to open the show, by the way. Do you have a way in to the holidays? Ho, 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 Thin Lear, and a Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Now, we, I guess we'll say Happy Holidays. Why not? What are you, Bill O'Reilly <laughs> over here? Uh, welcome one, welcome all. Any holidays, cool by me, Diwali, Ramadan. Oh, good. Good. I was going to ask Kwanzaa. if it was all right. Well, before we really get into the nitty gritty, you didn't compliment me on my haircut. Your haircut looks great. I was going to say, it looks really good. You're Doesn't all shorn. Mean now. Sure, you prompted me. Well, I did. It, it passed through my mind, but I just didn't say, you know, and that's on me. That is on you. I wasn't forthright with my feelings. How yeah. you? How you doing this holiday season? How you holding up? I'm doing all right. I got this mug that says, "Dad, the man, the myth, the legend." I think I've entered dadhood here, getting these like <laughs> cheesy uh, accoutrements. It needs to say daddy. It does. Though. Yeah, it does need to I say that. I want to make an adjustment. You really, I mean, we're still working on it, but you need the mug that said that says Daddy Knows Best. Daddy Does Know Best. Maybe a graphic of like a pair of headphones. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, we were going to do a Daddy's Busy episode today, but mm-hmm. um, we decided not to, and that, that you as a listener deserve a, a full holiday mm-hmm. episode. Hell yeah. Because the Losing My Opinion boys, we, we don't rest. Nope. We, get, we give you the holiday episode. Some of, the, some of those other podcasts, they, they take a break. Not, not these guys. Not these fellas. And uh, what podcast is this, you might ask? Maybe you know by now. The... Uh, it's, it's Losing My Opinion. <laughs> I am darling of the indie community, uh, Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Thomas. I am pariah of the indie community, Thin Lear, a.k.a. Matt Longo. I, I do just want to make it clear. This, this, is, this is a themed episode today, because normally we have no idea what the other person's coming in mm. with. Uh, today... We just had the vague idea, okay, we're talking about holiday music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, today we know a lot. We know that it's going to be about the holidays. And I, you know, I learned just a moment ago, and it makes sense, but you are not, you, for your segment, you are not talking about Christmas music specifically. I am not talking about Christmas music. So full disclosure up top. So my mother is Jewish. My father is Catholic. So oh. we celebrated everything growing up. Okay. Uh, I will say... Culturally, I, I lean towards the Jewish side for a number of reasons, but um, I can't say I've ever found Hanukkah-themed music that felt anthemic to me. That, uh, that's kind of what I want to ask off the top, and I'm sure you're, you're ready for this, but Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, mm-hmm. come light the menorah, and Adam Sandler. After that, I draw a blank. Yeah, that's basically right. what you got. I mean, every year you kind of hear the jokes. There's no Hanukkah mascot, besides maybe the Maccabees. And there's no, there's the joke about there's no signature Hanukkah song or even like a repertoire. Is the Adam Sandler one, which I believe is like kind of about how there's no Hanukkah repertoire. And uh, what I want to do today with you is to try to find a signature Hanukkah song. Uh, yeah, Hanukkah or Hanukkah, right. It's, it's fine. But we need pop hits. You know, that's not playing. Right. That's what we're talking about today specifically. <laughs> we're talking about holiday music in the pop rock tradition. Yes. We're not talking about the hymns. If it's not playing in Target, I don't want to hear it. Okay? Yeah. We're not talking about klezmer music. All right? 
you know, I was looking through playlists on like Apple and Spotify and YouTube and the sheer number of entries from Modest Yahoo and no one else is oh, right. not a great sign for that's his domain yeah he kind of owns it he's got that space all to himself yeah he's got on lockdown now the other thing and you know i'm only the i'm the gentile here but people put a lot of unfair pressure on hanukkah maybe like it's not like it's, it's your biggest really holiday not. of the year it's no. is it even in the top five uh maybe top five it's not in the top three you have to think about it yeah, yeah it's not like the huge deal that christmas is so it feels weird to compare the two yeah it's the capitalist sort of pressure of like we need something that sort of lines right up with christmas we need a we need a q4 jewish holiday yeah. <laughs> right yeah exactly right at the end there. yeah well we got some criteria i have some criteria for you because i know that was going to be your next right. question like what are we looking for right. here it can't just be about hanukkah I think it has to be somewhat anthemic. It's got to be very catchy so it can be played endlessly throughout the season, like Christmas music is played, uh, or at least through eight days, right? Um, I don't think it has to be about the story of oil lasting for eight nights because <laughs> uh, that kind of thing doesn't stop Christmas songs. Like, baby, please come home. Like, what the hell does that have to do with Christmas? Right. Yeah, I did, I, we can get into it later, but I did, know, I did take note of a bunch of Christmas songs were really... Uh, it's just a love song that happens, it, and it happens to be Christmas, but it could have, could have been any day of the year. Yeah, it happens at Christmas. It's like I love you, and it's Christmas. Here's some sleigh bells. You know, it's it's real. Yeah. It's kind of a thin premise mostly, or they're just love songs with wintry themes. You know, so I found these tunes that I've not yet listened to, and I want to listen to them with you and with the listener. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna hear this for the first time? Hundred percent. We're gonna rate these live. And we're going to see what comes of it. And maybe this little podcast will be able to crown a new holiday standard here. Um, and I'm going to start, <laughs> this is some weird ones. Uh, I'm going to start in an interesting place. So uh, Woody Guthrie. Mm. So Woody Guthrie, uh, famed folk musician, uh, all around. They're going to say famed Jewish man. Like what? He's, you know, he's not. When I saw that he had a song called Hanukkah Dance, I was like, was Woody Guthrie Jewish? I got excited. Like, that would be great. <laughs> that would blow your uh, mind. But he wasn't. Yeah. He was not. Okay. Uh, he had some Jewish family members, I believe, through his second wife. Uh, maybe similar <laughs> similar to you. It was sort of tangentially connected to Judaism. And anyway, I'd like to listen to this song. I have very high hopes for the tune because it's Woody Guthrie and he usually makes things fun uh, or wildly depressing. Uh, but maybe it'll go on to the fun direction. The song's called Hanukkah Dance. I mean, has the guy ever wrote a bad song? Have He's got a one? lot of great music. I mean, if you listen to like This Land Is Your Land, like I don't really like that song, though, the, the renditions of it that I've heard that are modern. But when you listen to him play it, it's like, it's kind of moving. <laughs> I mean, he just has a way of putting across his own tunes. He's a, he's a powerful figure. Uh, Bob Dylan, I'll tell you that. Yeah wrote him a song and uh, essentially copied him for a number of years. I mean, what does Joni Mitchell say? She said, I, I didn't even listen to Bob Dylan because I thought he was just a Woody Guthrie clone. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, Menorah as the, as the backdrop Menorah. for today. Yeah. Are you going to play We're not counting that either. I'm talking pop hits. Okay. Pop. Pop yeah. hits. Yeah. No, we're, no, no uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. None of the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not talking about that. No. So we know our criteria. I think we should stick closely to them. Oh, there's also the dreidel song, but, you know, again. 
Oh, how could we forget? Yeah, don't sleep on the dreidel yeah, song. Lest we forget the dreidel that's song. That's one of my I mean, favorite a, songs from grade school music class. It's a catchy that tune. One sticks with you. It's a catchy song. Yeah. Uh, again, though, are they going to play it on PLJ or no? Mm-mm. All right, here we go. Hanukkah dance. Here we go. Play a little oil jug, just enough for the lamps for one night. That one little jug burned eight whole days and it kept our new temple in light. Eight candles we'll light and a ninth one too. Every new year that what? comes and goes, we'll think of the many in the hands of the few and thank God that we're seeds of this, the this, I don't know about this one so far. This is kind of thank a drag. It sounds like he's in the middle of writing the song still. That, there's no, there's no way. The one I was looking at was longer. Wait. Yeah, here we go. This is because yeah, I, I heard it was version. jaunty. That was not. Here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Happy Hanukkah, around you go, my little latke on your toes. Happy Hanukkah, and around and around you go. Clap your hands, happy Hanukkah, clap, clap hands, my little scootler on your toes, happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah, it sounds a little rushed. I mean, that's kind of his thing, right? Happy Hanukkah, jump, jump high, my little fruitcake on your toes, happy Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, I like this portion of the song. Run, 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 my little sugar pie on your toes, happy Hanukkah, I mean, the second half of the song. Doesn't really have anything to do with the Oh, you got a hop, hop, hop. Yeah. Um, but I like the vibe. I appreciate the vibe and the sentiment. Oh, I think we got that. Okay. I think we sort of know where he's going. That defied my expectations. Very strange. So the first half of it was like a pretty somber discussion about what Hanukkah is. I would say a little out of tune, too. Like, I was. I couldn't hear the key. I don't know what was. It was, uh, was just me. It was an interesting opening, and then it sort of went into that jaunty part, which that I liked, but it had not a whole lot oh, to sure. do with Hanukkah. But he said Hanukkah, so for me that counts because going back to huge Christmas songs, like, come on. He said Hanukkah to be specific. Hanukkah is fine. I mean, there's multiple spellings. Maybe there's uh, multiple pronunciations there for him. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put my stamp on it to say that it's the anthemic Hanukkah song no. that we're looking for, though. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not a bad entry in the canon, though. It's not bad. All things considered. I dig that song. I dig the second half of that song when he was just like, all right, I'm yeah. just going to write a fun song. He's like, oh, wait, I'm playing the wrong song. Got to switch gears halfway through or something. <laughs> wait, actually, this is not good. Let me just sing something fun. Uh, okay, speaking of fun, next up, we have Don McLean, a writer of uh, American Pie, not the film. Uh, yeah, the f- and uh, Vincent. And Vincent, which is, that song is incredible. I love that song, Vincent. Um, the song, uh, First Time Ever I Saw uh, First Time Ever I Saw Your Face by Roberta Flack is written about uh, her seeing Don McLean play Vincent. So it's like that mm. song begot another brilliant song. But uh, he's got a song, which might not be brilliant, called uh, Dreidel. McLean uh, doesn't... S- yeah, I'm. I'm guessing he's not a. Uh, doesn't happen to be a Jewish man, but I don't think so. I didn't research I what that. What drew him to write a, a song about the occasion? I mean, I don't think he's Jewish. 
Dreidels are pretty cool. I mean, that that goes without True. saying. I'm, I'm ready to hear a, a dreidel song that's not. So this is no, a not, Don McLean original. This is, this is not the dreidel song. No, it's not Don McLean singing the dreidel song. Uh, it's just. I mean, I'd be down for that too. Sure. Don't get me wrong. If this is just a song about a dreidel. While we're loading this up, American Pie, good song. You enjoy that one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good song. I think I've come around to it. Yeah, it's it's woefully overplayed, but. Yeah, I mean, he's like. If some of the connections are pretty tenuous there, it's like uh, the, the the marching band is the Beatles and the, you know, I, I guess it's kind of fun when you're listening to The Joker stole the thorny crown. Bob Dylan was more popular. Right, Whatever. Right. That's that's for the boomers to uh, to fawn over. I just, I like the tune and I think it's it keeps up a good good pace for that seven and a half minutes or whatever. Right. But uh, dreidel. Let's, let's do dreidel. I'm curious. I like this so far. Yeah. I feel like a spinning top or a dreidel. Spin don't stop when you leave the cradle. You just slow down. I think it's more dreidel themed than Hanukkah themed. It's more dreidel centric. Yeah, I'm not getting the Hanukkah bit. We all slow down. Oh, we got a little cheesy here. Big production. This is huge. No time you can buy. No trust in tomorrow. It's a lie. Yeah. Let's get a little Tom York there for a second with the vocals. Yeah. I'm not feeling, uh, I'm not feeling this play in a target, you know? I like, it's fun. Uh, vaguely Hanukkah themed, but mostly, mostly uh, spinning top themed. Yeah. A little overbaked uh, it's a little bit too, I'd say. Much. <laughs> a little overcooked. A little bit much. Um, I think we get the idea here. Yeah. Uh, it had a promising start. Valiant effort. I got to say, when I'm feeling disoriented, I don't describe myself as a dreidel. So I don't love the, <laughs> I don't love the metaphor is kind of whack. But you didn't even describe the different sides, you know. See that that'd be a great song. Talk about the different sides of the dreidel and yeah. There's four, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, you could, you could do something with that. Maybe a, a thin layer holiday special there in the works. Great idea. Yeah, I think that's really, it's a really good idea. Um, but a valiant effort. I don't love that song. It's kind of all over the place. Uh, we have not found our anthem. Yeah, just two very mm. strange entries into the canon. Uh, we're going to look at a, there was a song by Yola Tango that we were going to listen to, but um, that's a band that is, that is Jewish. Yeah. From Hoboken. They are, they have some non-Jewish members, but they, they do that semi-ironic yearly Hanukkah set of shows in, in New York. Uh, but actually I want to listen to a tune by a guy named Alex Frankel, who is a member of the group Holy Ghost. If you remember that band, that, that DFA band. Uh, the song's called Hanukkah in 96, and I've been getting some rave reviews about the song. It's uh, pretty recent. I think there was a compilation called Hanukkah Plus oh. that uh, was released pretty recently with uh, a lot of indie artists writing Hanukkah songs, and this was one of them. 
Alex Frankel, Hanukkah 96. Okay, yeah, very recent. Uh, looks like the song's from 2019. So you have not heard this, but you've had uh, friends vet this tune they for said, you? They said it was very cool, and it was very distinct. Well, maybe this is just the uh, the pick-me-up we need. Maybe this will we'll finally... I think we'll get it. I think we're going to get it right here. We're going to fix this All problem, right. yeah. Because <laughs> a couple, couple rough starts so far. <laughs> yeah, strange, strange stuff. I feel like a spinning top or a dreidel. The other tricky thing. Uh-huh, yeah, no, it's, it's not a bad tune. I, I would have uh, <laughs> arranged it differently. but uh, Sometimes I do feel like a dreidel, I guess. The tricky thing about Hanukkah, too, Hanukkah is eight days sure. and eight crazy nights. It's not like you know one special moment that you can point to in yeah. the universal moment that everybody else knows you're referencing. It's like, mm-hmm. what part of Hanukkah are you talking about? Like. Yeah. What, you know, what part of the celebration, it's not yeah. like a centralized It'd be like, you know, the evening on the so third much. day, you know, and how do you describe that feeling? You're right. Yeah. It's, it's too, uh, too much detail there, too much nuance. Mm-hmm. Alex Frankel. Do you know anything about this, this Alex Frankel? I know he's in the, he's in the group Holy Ghosts. I think there are two members of that band. They're a DFA artist. So DFA, that's like electronic. Yeah. It's the LCD sound stuff, system right? label. Yeah. All right, so I'm expecting a, a dance banger here. Sure. Here we go. I could understand it better, but I like this so far. Yeah, I do like it. I dig this. Yeah, I like it. It has a wintry feel. It's extraordinarily indie. I like the verse a lot. I like that you weird like chorus vocal effect. I like this. Oh, this is a banger. Yeah, it's just tight. <laughs> it's a bit uh, depressing for, you know, a celebratory thing, but it's nice. Wishes the holidays were shorter. Well, because you just talking, you said it was eight days, so you know he's addressing that. I like, I do like this part too. Maybe it's a little too weird for you. I think this is the closest that we've come. To, uh... Now, Mr. Matthew, I think we got that. Mr. I think we understand what he's doing. The whole album is Hanukkah themed. Yeah, there's dreidels of fire, eight candles. That this whole album is Hanukkah themed. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I told you this. It's called Hanukkah Plus. We couldn't hear each other no. over the music. No, it's called Hanukkah Plus, and it's all indie artists that are, some for, for the most part, writing fresh Hanukkah tunes. Oh, so it's a compilation album, yes. so other, other artists had their own. Oh, very yes. cool. and I listened to some of the songs, not the one that I brought in, but some of the other ones, and it, it sounds pretty good. 
Somebody, uh, uh, Haim covers Leonard Cohen. So it's not like a, a Hanukkah song, but definitely right. Jewish themed. Now, okay, so did Leonard Cohen have a song you could call a Hanukkah song? <laughs> nah. He wasn't going to give you something that one-to-one. He had one. song. He had to like, you know, he'd sing about the story of Isaac yeah, and he, stuff, but nothing It was really not going to be like a straightforward, like, let's celebrate. Let's light these candles, fellas. Well, Loudon Wainwright contributed. Mm. This is dope here. I didn't know about this. I'm, I'm looking at a web article on uh, heyalma.com. That's funny. Hey, a lot of connections there to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, we finally have an album of original Hanukkah songs. That's what the, uh, the banner says here. We found it. I think this is it. Eight Candles by Yola Tango. That's the one I was maybe going to listen to, but... Eight Nights a Week by Loudon Wainwright. Very clever. A little takeoff of uh, the, the Beatles tune there. Now, Oh Hanukkah, that is by Jack Black. I did just hear Jack Black's version of Oh Hanukkah before I sat down good? to do this podcast. It is very good. Great. It's uh, very lively, I'll, I'll say. Well, I'm not sure we found it today. I'm not sure we found our sweeping anthemic anthem. Anthemic anthem, jeez. Uh, but I did really like that Alex Frankel song, Hanukkah 96. It captures a very specific vibe. Um, I liked it a lot. The first two were kind of bizarre. Yeah. Little, little, some, some misfires there early on. Happy Hanukkah round we go. (laughs) Hanukkah plus. That's the, that's the place to be. Yeah. If you want Hanukkah themed tunes, this holiday season. This feels like, this feels like a uh, like a deliberate plug, like an ad we're doing for Hanukkah Plus. I just stumbled across this, but it's it's answering all the cool. You know, I thought we wouldn't find anything here. I think we we answered uh, the the questions we were asking. Well, I think other people had that same feeling. It just took so long for the indie world to to generate the the playlist. Isn't that the internet? Ask and ye shall receive. Whatever you have in your head that you want to find. Google will uh, deliver it to you. 100%. Uh, you know, what I want to find out is what Thomas's argument is today about the holidays. Oh, smooth. Yeah, that was good. As silk. Mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, we're, uh, we're moving over on to my segment. And I will say this uh, porter, the seasonal porter I've been enjoying is a little stronger than I bargained for. Whoa. So just... Uh, Get that clear up front. But you know what? It's all in the spirit of the season. All when you say porter, of... do you mean like a steak? Like porterhouse? No, you don't know. Uh, like stout. It's a different kind of stout. Oh, okay. you know, it can be like coffee flavored, chocolate flavored. It's Interesting. Uh, it's definitely my winter beer. I was going to say like, you know, he's eating like a heavy steak and he's feeling maybe disoriented or something. <laughs> so uh, yeah. for my segment, I want to, yeah. I did actually, I did have steak for dinner tonight. Congratulations. Damn good. Uh-huh. I cook right in this here household. But uh, I'm talking about Christmas. Okay. I really, uh, you know, I'm, I am married to uh, Huimin, who is, who is Jewish, and we have certainly celebrated many a Hanukkah together. But, you know, the whole, the whole Christmas tradition, that's certainly going to be a little more familiar to me. Mm. And uh, it was kind of last minute that we decided to, uh, to talk about holiday music. I generally don't think of myself as a huge Christmas person. You know, the holidays come and go, and I'm I'm cool with it, but I don't get super overly excited. Mm. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about it for, for this week's episode, and boy, are there a million bajillion so Christmas, Christmas songs, songs yeah. of all manner. Yeah. It is overwhelming. I mean, Sufjan Stevens alone has like five Christmas albums. Yeah, easily. 
But l- like you were saying earlier, we're we're ruling out you know the hymns, the the old timey, yeah, talking pop, uh, you know, more kind of spiritual leaning tunes. Yeah, we're looking secular here. Or I'm not even going to talk about even the commercial Christmas classics, say like uh, Jingle Bell Rock, any of that kind of thing. That's that's also outside of of the domain of this podcast. Okay. I think I'm talking still about you know popular artists, rock artists. We're we're in that vein. Okay, so so not like standards. Like we're not talking about like Christmas standards. Yeah, we're not talking standards. Okay. we're we're talking like Rudolph or something. We're talking artists that I would normally talk about anyway, okay. because they've all they all got Christmas songs. Yeah, everybody's you, you got name it. a famous artist. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like if you're doing your deal as a singer songwriter in the uh, the pop rock world or you know the alternative world. If you get a Christmas song that gets some traction, I feel like that's the uh, musician equivalent of like going into syndication. Yeah, you'll never die. Yeah, that's that's what you want. It's it's like if your sitcom you know gets to go over a hundred episodes, mm-hmm. you get a Christmas song in the rotation. You're you're set. Yeah. Um. So there's it's just it's overwhelming, and the the, re- the only way I could really make sense of it for today is I kind of want to do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Of uh, of Christmas pop. I want to start with a song that I just can genuinely wholeheartedly enjoy as a song that does happen to be Christmas themed and thoughtfully so. It's not just a cynical cash grab as uh, Tim Robinson would say. It's like it's got a point to make. It fits into the the Christmas oeuvre on a certain level and it hasn't gotten old. And I think part of that is you don't hear it played all the time and it mm. is a relatively newer song, but um you familiar with the band uh, Wolfpack? Yes. Yeah, I know they do a lot of like chunky, chunky groove type. Uh, yeah, you just stuff. got you got your head bobbing yeah. there for a second. A lot of clickety clack. Uh, you a Wolfpack fan? I can't say I I loved or hated anything I've heard from them. It's been you know pretty pretty groove groovy. Uh, yeah, they're you know maybe not necessarily my favorite genre because they are just funk aficionados. Right. Yeah. But they put their all into it. And I do, every time they release an album, I'm down. I'm interested. I like their style. Apparently, their next album is called Schwitz. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that one, 2023. Great. Maybe they'll write a Hanukkah song. Uh, they, I'm surprised they haven't. Maybe they haven't. I, I just don't know. But they have definitely written a Christmas song. Mm. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. It's like, are there harder working dudes in the indie music world? Than Wolfpack. I know. I see them all over the place. Um, they're definitely a touring. They're bet. so creative. They always got a new, thoughtful gimmick going on. They work hard and they work smart. I I, I dig their vibe. Uh, I think their their main uh, band leader there, Jack Stratton, is is pretty hilarious. Uh, they have a song called "Christmas in L.A." Okay. And I think it's cool because it is you know wholeheartedly a Christmas song, uh, written by Jack Stratton and uh, Theo Katzman. Theo Katzman sings. I really, he's one of my favorite Vol, Volpeck uh, guest performers. I like his mm. voice a lot. And it's it's uh, unabashedly Christmas song, but it also, I like its angle where it's talking about the unique experience of like uh, celebrating Christmas in LA where- It's hot. You know, there's, you ain't going to get a white yeah. Christmas. It's the weather is going to be the same, but you know, it's on, it's on you to kind of create the mood yourself. Um, and they kind of embrace that dichotomy so i i uh i dig the melody i i dig the uh the theme and i want to i want to share that for my good okay uh today yeah in in my uh my christmas music exploration let's do it all right here we go christmas in la featuring david t walker and theo katzman 
some sleigh bells. You gotta have the sleigh bells. on this it's not getting me in christmas spirit though maybe it's because i'm not in la so i don't i'm not getting that wintry vibe from this song do you get a tree um i mean when we were at my dad's house we did yeah we were talking about it this year we were maybe but with the baby it's hard to kind of do anything yeah i don't i don't uh dislike that song there's a lot of those bands around right now like those sort of funk funk dudes, like uh, Scary Pockets or something, where they just like, seems like they just have cameras set up constantly. <laughs> they just <laughs> generate like three songs a day or whatever. Yeah, but Wolfpack does it best, I'd say. Yeah, they might be the, yeah, they're probably the upper echelon of that vibe. They got a really good cover of uh, Alone Again Naturally. Mm. It hits real, hits real smooth. Love that song. Proves my point that that was always a good song. I don't know why people have a problem. Who has with that a problem song. with "Alone Again by, Naturally" by Gilbert Sullivan? I, don't I know. love that song. Probably that's just yeah, a well-written I, I tune. Think it's great. Mm-hmm. Let the record stand. Definitive statement. I guess I also got to mention they have like a 13-minute long, like Peanuts-style Christmas special. <laughs> that's a good uh, Christmas a very song. Wolf, yeah, a very wolfy Christmas. Uh, if anybody wants to check that out on YouTube, Woody Goss. One of their members has it up on their channel. I mean, come on. They're making peanut specials. These other bands better take note. Um, so I, I think uh, they're, they're a very good modern day example of throwing in a Christmas tune or two, honest to, uh, to the vision of the band and to the tradition of what like the Christmas song is. I, I think they do a very good job of that. There's a lot of other artists that, uh, that have had success with that. I don't know. Before I get into my, my next tune, The Bad... Uh, it's all downhill from here. That that was the great. Highlight. I can't wait. I want to I want to throw some other tunes at you. Just get your quick candid opinion here. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. So both Mr. John Lennon and Mr. Paul McCartney both have their Christmas songs. <laughs> we got to address where, it. Where do you stand on those? Uh, it's hilarious. I mean, the dichotomy between the two, where <laughs> you know Lennon is like, that's probably the best Christmas song for me. Which one? Uh, so this is Christmas. Uh, but the thing you is, know, I've kind of soured on that. But one it's not a little like bit. it's so depressing. Uh, what have you done? Yeah, what it's really F. it's like a real f. Everybody's F-U. stressed out with the holidays buying presents, and he's he's and he's like, but are him. you thinking about war? Yeah, and fuck off, man. It. Not not the right time. Um, but it's still like the melody and the production and 
the build. It's just a great, it's a great song. Yoko's harmony vocals. Sure. Which I think work on that song. Um, and then you got McCartney's uh, Wonderful Christmas Time, which is just like him getting hammered at a party or something. Uh, it's a lot more lightweight. That one holds up too. Great. Love the synth on that song. I think they're both great yeah. songs. And I think they sort of demonstrate the uh, respective personalities of their creators. All right. Eloquently put. Now, I got another uh, curveball question for you. Everybody, you know, all the memes, they talk about Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Is that actually a bad song no, at all? Or is it's it a just good song. extremely overplayed, it's a right? Good song. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a very good song. It's a good song that's just been done to it's death. It's been beaten to death. I, I mean, it's great yeah. chord changes, great melody, great performance. Uh, I, it's, it's a very good song. It's just, um, you know, we hear it a million times, but it's but a hell of a pop song. All right. The other, the other one I want to pay a little lip service to is I just discovered Elton John's Christmas song, Step Into Christmas. I don't think I know that song. Oh, that's a good... All right. Check that out. That's your homework this okay. week. That is jaunty. That's a it's fun a jaunty one. song. Okay. That's That's got a great positive vibe. Yeah. It's like the definition of a bop. Okay. Uh, so yeah. he, he gets special kudos there. But otherwise, you know, if I'm going to play music to celebrate the fact it's Christmas, for me, I'm going instrumental. Mm. I It's like I'm going to get too tired of any songs that are like telling me about the season. Yeah. It's just... They're gonna. I'm gonna get tired of them after a while. It just it, it happens because they're inescapable. Mm. I was hearing them at like a party we went to the other night. Just you're gonna get yeah. them everywhere. Isn't there like a Don Henley Christmas song? I bet there is. I bet it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I saw maybe like a Photoshop of like his grumpy face, but then this there's a Santa, Santa hat That's on good it. stuff. Yeah, he's exactly yeah. like Santa, except just enraged. Oh. oh God. Hey, they both like snow. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Where's my badunch sound effect when I need it? Uh, but yeah, I'd like, if I really wanted to play music to get into the mood for Christmas, I don't know, I'd play like the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone soundtrack or something. Oh, you know? interesting. Happy Christmas, Ron. <laughs> I, th- I think that screams winter more than anything else. But no, it's all downhill from here. We're going to, uh, we're going to, Visit back with our old friends, uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Oh, man. They have a Christmas song? <laughs> uh, Greg Lake. What is this on Love Beach? Who we don't hate nearly as much as uh, Keith Emerson. We don't? You know, we, we covered all this in I episode haven't, number two. <laughs> I, haven't, I don't remember where we stand on all three of those fellows. <laughs> no, it's, I, uh, if I remember correctly, because, you know, Greg Lake was in King Crimson. He's cool oh, there. Okay. Like, he's a yeah, good yeah. bass player. Right. Keith Emerson is, is the main thing that got on our nerves when we... Uh, He's the, he's the noodler, beach. right? He's the, or he's, he's the, the chief noodler, noodler oh, I'll say. So. Chief noodler, chief synthesizer officer, yeah. Uh, this is a Greg Lake song that I guess eventually they did in the context of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Uh, I Believe in Father Christmas is the name of the song. Oh, okay. Doesn't Ray Davies <laughs> and the Kinks have a song called Father Christmas? I think that song's not bad, if I remember correctly. Right? Ray Davies is, is quality. Sure. No, this is I Believe in Father Christmas. Okay. Uh, way to just make something sound austere and pretentious off the bat, even in the context of a, a Christmas number. This could be good. I have not heard the song. I, yeah, I'm maybe it's like going to be the, it might be the best song you've ever heard. It could, for all we know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ripping on them up front. You're but about I, to have your life changed. I, I could eat my words. Mm. But I will say, according to Wikipedia here, Greg Lake says he wrote the song in protest at the commercialization of Christmas. Oh, boy. Yay, what fun. But the guy who actually wrote the lyrics, Peter Sinfield, says... What? He didn't write the lyrics in the song? About, 
Right. So, uh, Peter Sinfield was a frequent collaborator with the band okay. for, for uh, lyrics. Why do I know this? Wow. Did he write the lyrics for Carnival 9 where he's telling people to step inside or whatever? I don't even want to look it up, but okay. the, the chance exists. I know that he, uh, he wrote a lot of those Love Beach lyrics, but I shouldn't even know this much. I'm wasting my life here. Uh, Peter Sinfield, who actually wrote the lyrics, says the words are about a loss of innocence and childhood belief. Jeez. Is it like 25 minutes long? We'll see. Do you have the time? Yeah, let's do it. You let's, can get a babysitter. Knock it right? Yeah, I'll get a babysitter and like, listen to the work of Greg Lake. Here we go. Sounds like Leo Kaki so mm. far. Yeah, I got noodly. You know, it's not. It got noodly. It's not as bad as. It's not as bad as I was anticipating. This part's annoying, though. Yeah, sure, but. But up until then, it's not it was bad. You know, it's a good, mill, yeah. uh, depressing Christmas tune. Oh, we got some sense now. Oh man, you know, see, when the second that stuff gets injected, it just takes me out. Yeah, it's like Michael McDonald's voice. <laughs> yeah. This guy, this guy's a sourpuss here. He's being a real negative Nelly. <laughs> He's salty. The B-side of the single, and I'm not making this up, was a song called Humbug. Great. That might be a great song. You know, this is like, um, and so this is Christmas, right? War is over. Like, if you're going to do right. that and be really annoying, uh, you have to write a great song. Because <laughs> if you're not going to write a great yeah, song, you got to back it up just, with it. It's just a drag, you know? Yeah. This is not catchy, yeah. particularly. I'm not going to listen to it again. One but. great. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little limp, but limp Christmas. Yeah, that Keith Emerson just he he. You can always count on him to to cheese it up. Yeah, man. Jeez, what dated synth sounds. Oh man. Well, as promised, we're getting into the uh, the third portion here, the ugly. Okay. You had no idea what I'm no about clue. to play. You need to play Hurricane Smith again. Does he have a Christmas song? Oh, that that would be glorious. I would listen to a full album of him covering Christmas songs. Oh man, I wish he was still so alive. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Heart the Herald <laughs> Angel sing. That'd be great. Uh, I feel like Tom Waits is getting ideas. He should do a Christmas album. You know, he should do a Christmas album with Randy Newman, even though he's not Christian. He hey, he's got a Christmas song. I'm not playing it today, but Christmas in Cape Town. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. There's a lot of good. I was. I realized this. There are a lot of good little little Christmas numbers out there. I will say for the record, I like Wham! Uh, Last Christmas. Great song. 
Really? I, I'm surprised you agree. Great song. It's just a great pop song. Now, that, that's one, though, where the fact it's Christmas is very incidental. Oh, who cares? Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like, oh, it's yeah, wintertime. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a love song. It's a heartbreak song. Yeah. All right. You're, you're uh, getting in my good graces here. You're a, a George Michael appreciator. Yeah. Oh, that, he had a great voice. There's, there's, a, there's a performance of him singing uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. That's like uh, the L. John song. It's like one of the best live performances I've seen. It's just incredible. He was legit. Yeah. For our last song, we're going to go all the way over to a little country called Japan. <laughs> you just How did we end up? There, How did we like... end up in Japan? Okay, all right. Well, I opened this loop a bunch of episodes back. I don't remember what it was. Maybe episode sixteen. I talked about the man, the myth, the legend, Tatsuro Yamashita. Oh, come on! He's got a Christmas song. <laughs> he couldn't leave that. Alone. He's got the Christmas song. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, we're, we're about to hear the, literally the biggest selling single of the entire 1980s within Japan. Really? Uh, Yamashita Tatsuro. I'm going to keep switching that order. He's got a song called Christmas Eve. Okay. Everybody in Japan knows this song. Do they want to know this it? This is one of the... Do they want to know it? It's popular. People like it. It, it. it sells every year. Is it just him it's, harmonizing uh, with himself 47 times? It is not all acapella, okay. just him, like his uh, three of his other albums. Only three of his other It's not the On the Street Corner series. Uh, this is from an album of his called Melodies, one of his biggest albums, 1983. Mm. This, this guy uh, just made a mockery of the, the, the charts. He just walked up and down, wow. side to side. He, he sold them all. Uh, he's hugely successful. This song, just a powerhouse pop number inescapable in japan i'm not gonna say it's bad okay i uh i do some part of me kind of you gonna wait for me to say it you might like it too i got no idea but it is i'm not gonna say it's not cheesy it's a little little glossy a little little schlocky okay uh but you know what the good the good thing is is there's an english version great i was gonna ask you my next question yeah, there's uh, the original obviously is in Japanese, except every part where he sings Silent Night, Holy Night. I just want you to know going in, he sings that in English in both versions. So Okay. All right, y'all, I'm going to make a note of that in my ledger. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll stick out to okay. you. Uh, so we're going to listen to the English translation of Christmas Eve. It's, it's still the same year, him singing. I don't know who he brought in to make sure the lyrics translated, but they did. Okay. It, it, my recollection of uh, the... The original Japanese lyrics, I'd say this is pretty faithful. And uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to enjoy this together. All right. A little more context for you. So Christmas in Japan is not really a religious thing. I was going to ask. I, I was, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's more the aesthetic. Sure. You know, there, there are some Christians in Japan, but largely it's, it's just, uh, it's kind of like Valentine's Day more than anything else. Okay. It's thought to be like a romantic night for couples oh interesting um and two of the biggest traditions are and i'm not making this up you eat kfc and cake christmas cake two Amer- so american cake. very american experience yeah huh <laughs> let's enjoy a little christmas eve shall we
I don't. I don't dislike this so far. It's I mean, kinda, that's kind of tight. All alone, I watch the quiet rain. Wonder if it's gonna snow again. Silent night, holy night. I was praying you'd be here with me, but Christmas Eve ain't what it used to be. See Bob in your head a little bit. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's kind of it serves the, the purpose of a Christmas song. He loves those little vocal flourishes. Uh, yeah, you know this is this is fine. This is a fine Christmas tune. I like this better than all of this serious music of his that you played me. <laughs> all the doo-wop oh covers. Oh god, well definitely that. Yeah, he, he does have some powers as a singer-songwriter. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, this isn't that far from Wham. Oh, there he goes. Here we go. He can't help himself. He's gotta go for that acapella. All by himself. Yo, he's out of control. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a fine Christmas tune. I wouldn't mind hearing that uh, shopping for gifts. I think you could put that in the department store rotation 100%. in this country, and not too many people would I argue. I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah. 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 I don't know what they're all waiting for. <laughs> the acapella bit it would probably make people stop and listen, but la, 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 la. <laughs> it's so like completely yeah, unnecessary. He, he's shooting himself in the foot there. <laughs> Uh, that's not bad. You know, I, I, I actually kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. You might like Tots with this band a lot more. And I, of all the Japanese musicians I could be sharing and promoting on this podcast, I don't know why I keep coming come back. back I think because you but... know it upsets me. So you get some sort of perverse <sighs> joy. He'll, 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 he'll reappear for another day. There's, yeah. His catalog's just too big. But you've heard his, his by far his biggest song ever. Uh, and... If you ever get the chance to visit Japan, you can tell everybody you know this tune. They'll uh, they'll freak oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I kind of like it. Yeah. Well, I know what I learned today is that I there's a Tots song that I kind of enjoy, which yeah. uh, jolly old Saint Tots. He's got a song for you, <laughs> little Saint Tots. <laughs> yeah. And we also learned that uh, there is a Hanukkah compilation that is worthwhile potentially Hanukkah Plus. Which we're plugging here oh, yeah. on the Losing My Opinion podcast. The Hanukkah 96 song. I, I really like that. I'm going to play it again. I'm going to show it to Huey Mean. Yeah. Woody Guthrie one was interesting. Uh, that was, uh, that sounded like an experiment. Yeah, he was just, the guy wrote a lot of songs. He tried. They're not all going to be Grand Slams. How many people even knew about Hanukkah in the 50s, you know, outside of the Jewish community? Hey, Woody knew. Woody heard about it. He, he was on he something. He was on something, yeah. The, Don McLean, that was kind of all over the place. Yeah, he's he's had miss, but I agree. I, this was a, a good exploration here, a little bit off the beaten track, 
I felt a little out of my depth, but maybe we, we pulled it off. Yeah, is anyone it. really a holiday music historian? Would they, would they be in their depth? <sighs> if they are, they're nerds. True. No, it's okay. Like what you like. Eat fruitcake. I don't mm. care. Yeah, I learned you uh, You can get down with George Michael. I think that was the biggest takeaway oh, yeah. for me this week. An incredible voice and a bunch of great pop songs. Yeah. Coolio. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of Losing My Opinion and you want to tune in uh, in the future when we totally do not talk about holiday music. Uh, oh, I thought this was turning into a holiday music podcast. Uh, nevertheless... Go ahead and subscribe on your platform of choice so you never miss a future episode. I'm finishing off my porter here. Uh, you can <laughs> really, really sub- threw the brakes <laughs> on towards the end here, folks. Yeah, you can. Uh, hey, follow uh, Losing My Opinion uh, on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Mm-hmm. All at Losing My Opinion. And uh, you know, I, I I had the 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 gall uh, to call that last song by Yamashita Tatsuro ugly. I could be wrong now. But I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that was ugly at all. That was uh, quite enjoyable. I think the ELP one was a little bit uglier. Even that one wasn't that bad. No. It's a Christmas miracle. I think I like the... What was the first song you played again? Oh, yeah. Christmas in L.A., Wolfpack. I think I like the second two songs best. Oh, wow. Yeah. The third one I actually did like. Blowing my mind. Well... Happy holidays, listener. Happy holidays, Thomas. Happy holidays to me, most importantly. Happy holidays, sucker. That's right.